This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Stuffer Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. We're too conservative. Again, not the quote from me, a quote from another moustache man with his video diary. It's the warm-up episode 132. It's your host, Brady Frost, and Tom Bradshaw is with me once again. Tom, how are you doing? Hi, Brady. I am, I'm not too bad. I mean, it's just me and you, so that means I've got to pull my weight a bit more today, isn't it, really? Got to get, well, those, get that stat book out blow the cobwebs off it and uh, show my worth a bit more. Yeah, it's kind of like um, another crucial game for town and you want guests to step up. Um, definitely because guests don't want to come on, not because we left it last minute, as per. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got a lot to talk about, Tom, because this is a huge game, um, isn't it? So let's, let's get stuck in, really. The Terriers, they're off to London for a game live on TV. It's on Sunday. Caught me out when I was looking at it, completely forgotten about that. But we're playing QPR. Uh, they picked up a 2 0 win against Millwall last time out, and they sit below Huddersfield Town. This is a big game. Um, I suppose the easiest way to say how big a game this is is if Huddersfield avoid defeat, they say out the bottom three. If they lose, they're in the bottom three. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tom, I mean, Kevin Nagel alluded to his video diary. Uh, following the Blackburn game. He also said that this game is a must-win. Um, but in terms of must-wins, Town have failed to win since Boxing Day, beating Blackburn Rovers. What are your thoughts on this QPR match? Um, and I think I think when we get to the chat with the QPR fan, we were both saying how how big it is. It's um, I think we, we both said um, we neither of us would be happy with a draw. Like in any circumstance, I think maybe a little bit. I think it's got to a point where town need to win, but I do think, given those last two games, that we should have. If we'd have won those, I'd have been going into. If even if we'd have won one of those last two games, I'd be going into the QPR game thinking, right, maybe if we do draw here, it's not that bad because QPR don't make any ground on us; they don't catch us up. Like if we were on twenty nine points now, you'd still be a bit more of a, a bit more breathing space there. But 
it's just draws are absolutely killing us absolutely killing us it's like it's mad when you look at the table like i think um we well we have have drawn the most games in the league but kind of us the the amount of games we've lost we're in that group of teams that are kind of from 10th down to 20th do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and it's such a fine line if we if we'd change some of those draws into wins you'd be up You'd be up with like Plymouth Swansea card, if not even being worried. Not even being worried. We'd be having the season that we prayed for at the start of the year, Brady. Um, so it's a it is a massive game, and I think there's got to be a point where if <laughs> if it's just draw, draw, draw for the rest of the season, um, amazing. I don't think that's that'd keep. I don't think that'd end up keeping us up. To be fair, if we ended up drawing every game now, <laughs> so. <laughs> I think a lot of people said these four games were, were two in with two draws, but I think a minimum was two wins. So for me, this one, next one, we've got to be getting three points. Yeah, you do. I mean, just to kind of put that into perspective about the draws, it is 12 in the league. It's the most. The next teams are Coventry in six from 10 and Watford are also in at nine from 10. I think it's, um, it's a really interesting one because... You look at the table now, and obviously, as town fans, we always look, you know, look over our shoulder rather than the head. But I suppose I hadn't until we kind of did our research into this one. Birmingham are, are the team above us, but there's a five point gap, you know, and like um, it's. Just, I suppose it doesn't matter how town stay up; they just need to stay up. But yeah, yeah, just even it is ridiculous because I mean, you know, if we'd had what four extra points from these last two fixtures you yeah you're just you know point depends but you're like a point behind birmingham and then up to 15th plymouth on 33 so you say it, it, it hasn't taken much and we'll, we'll come on to darren moore because this is going to be well <laughs> this is a, a really big game for him as well um you know so we'll, we'll see what that does but yeah they just they just have to win but i mean we could probably end the podcast right now. Are you are you confident they're gonna? Because I just I'm not so sure. <laughs> um, not really. I mean, I saw I saw positives from Blackburn. Though. I did see positives from Blackburn. Um, and in a kind of Darren Moore defence, um, the players let him down a bit on Saturday. There were some massive chances that town should have taken and that doesn't come down to to darren moore that comes down to the players for some somehow that is just some really terrible terrible um chance like the rudoni one for me that's the one that's the one that town mm-hmm. scored just before half time i mean he's he's pretty much i mean in reality he's pretty much got an open goal there he's just got to, he's just got to get it on target i think it's great work from karoma um so yeah, it's it's like it's everything's going against Darren Moore, but he could help himself a bit more here by just just showing a little bit more. Like on Saturday when it's one all and there's ten minutes to go, I know we didn't we weren't blessed for what was on the bench, but it's maybe just just kind of putting someone on who could maybe just you put up front for that kind of last ten minutes. So. Yeah, it's it's really difficult, Brady, because he's a nice he's a nice bloke, um, but I guess you don't get anywhere really in football 
we've just we've just been a nice bloke, do you? You've got to kind of back it up with with the performances and points on the board. Um and yeah, running out of time, I think. Yeah, yeah, we'll come on to that a little bit more. But I mean, keep you out the, the one at the weekend. It was 2 0 win against Millwall. That was actually their first win since the 9th of December. So, as I said, they're below, they're below town. They're not, they did, you know, I suppose everyone was worried when the new Ma, Bosch, Matisse Fuentes came in and, and did pretty well. Um, but they've, they've kind of hit a bit of a bad patch as well. So, you could say it's a good time to play them. I, I did a little bit of research into this. You, you touched on. The players they've got, obviously, we've said before, keep your eye on a few players that we like. I was interested with this because Steve Cook um, played at the weekend and I found a little stat from W12 pod, which highlighted how crucial he's been to them. Um, they've conceded just three goals in their last eight games when he's in their team. Uh, so that's a 29% win rate when he's played, compared to just 9% when he's not. Um, also looking into this one, both teams uh, in the head-to-head for Town QPR um, have scored in the last four. So, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one, isn't it, Tom? I mean, it's kind of, it's about, I suppose this is kind of it with like Darren Moore's tenure. I feel like in isolation, you can see, but I suppose it's like the, the body of work he's got to go on, which kind of makes me feel a bit, I suppose you have to keep coming back to, but yeah, Steve Cook's likely to play on Sunday. Um, does that concern you at all, or do do you think you know that they're a bad team? and probably likely to score, regardless. Um, I I don't think Steve Cook worries me too like crazy. I don't think Town are not going to score because of Steve Cook coming in. But mm. I I do think um, having a look at kind of their injury record, it seems like everyone has come back at once. So. I think I think over Christmas was a bit more tricky for him, but you've got the likes of Will Will Willock and Chair and then Cook. I think have been out on and off the last few weeks, but they're back in the squad now. Chair got a goal last weekend. Um, I mean, Lyndon Dykes. Um, I saw a very quick stat about him. I mean, despite where they are in the league, he's he's up there as one of your better aerial jewelers in the in the whole of the championship. Um, so that'd be interesting to see him up against uh, Helic and Co. I mean, it'd be interesting to see if we get the new lad in by him. Um, I don't know how bad his virus is and all that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I was just looking at their team, Brady, and looking at the Millwall team and thinking, you know what, there's not on paper, there's not much difference between those two teams. Or, and I'd, I'd also say if, you, if you're going off kind of names, that QPR team's probably just pips it a little bit and then I kind of lay over the top of the town team and I, it's just I don't know it's, we're just lacking especially with injuries at the moment um I mean what what I was happy with at the Blackburn game was to see the two strikers on together and I thought they did at points look very lively they looked like they weren't scared to have a shot like that Healy in that first half taking a pop from a pretty ridiculous angle, but he takes that pop. The keeper has to make save. We end up getting the corner. Sauber swings it in. We score. And it's just little things like that that we have lacked. We have lacked someone kind of having a go. And um, both him and Radders look like look like they're up to that. And if they can be a pain in the in the kind of bat four for QPR, um, then it's it's only a positive for us. I mean, Millwall 
pretty much played a one up top, I think, on Saturday, but kind of with the, the two uh, Fleming and Watmore behind. But Fleming and Watmore aren't really attackers anyway. I mean, Watmore, do you know what I mean? They're not strikers. Whereas I think it'd be quite interesting if Darren Moore decides to go with the two up top on Sunday. And um, would that cause more trouble to QPR? Um, because they seem to make pretty light work of Millwall on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a good point. I suppose Moore's um, quite wedded through 3 5 2, isn't he? So I still don't know if uh, Radulovic is uh, fit enough to play 90. So I, I wondered if you'd see again like Healing Karoma, which I don't think is actually terrible um, on paper, but I, yeah. I, I, I agree with you that. It's, it's an interesting one. I mean, Tom, we, we feel like we've got a lot to talk about. Um, we kind of, it's, it's probably a good time to hear from uh, from QPR boy, because who did you speak to for the fan phone? Um, I got some information off uh, my mate Alex from uh, our generation about what towns should expect and just how their season's been since we last faced them. Hello, this is Tom Bradshaw, and you're listening to the Fan Phone-In. Hello, caller. Tell us about your team. Well, it's simple to say, uh, kind of, what it's been like at QPR since we last met, uh, and that's been largely negative. Um, we've hardly won any games, uh, obviously resulting eventually in the sacking of Gareth Ainsworth, which was absolutely the correct decision to make as we were going absolutely nowhere under him, unfortunately, and that's something that pains me with him being a former player and a uh, a player that was there when I first started going to QPR. Um, So the negative feeling around the club then... um, was 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 really bad and it still exists now despite the fact that there's been numerous changes um by board level and then also managerial um but I still think a lot of people are wary of relegation which is obviously a very very real prospect with us having still be in the relegation zone um Marty Sifuentes is probably the one way of light that you have at the moment at QPR. He's a manager that seems to know what he's doing and certainly seems more committed than, say, McBeal and certainly seems more tactically astute uh, than Gareth Ainsworth. So you've got a side now that are trying to play, I guess, a better brand of football. That's not always the most easy thing to do when you're in a relegation battle. Probably not the smartest thing to do sometimes, but you have to do play the way that the manager wants. And... We've occasionally seen glimpses of some some really good football, probably most recently at the weekend. We played well against Millwall. They were poor, but we were good. Um, and we took full advantage of that and ended up winning the game. But the wins have still been few and far between for Marty. There was a bit of a, a false dawn, I guess, um, a few weeks ago. But that was quickly followed up by quite a few losses on the bounce. And that bad feeling started to sort of... Uh, permeate around the club again, but hopefully with the win at the weekend, um, we, we might be you know picking up a few more points. Something I guess that you guys won't necessarily be de- too delighted with. But um, if you guys are starting to get nervous about us, then w- we will see that probably as a really good thing. 
In terms of players in form at the moment, there's not many, to be honest. It's a very hit and miss. Some players, you know, have an odd good game and then they're out. And then some good players have a right stinker and then they turn it around. Jack Colback was man of the match on the weekend after being well off the pace against Watford the week before. Paul Smith, who was due to start the game on the weekend, unfortunately got injured in the warm-up. So we're still waiting to hear anything about him, to be honest. Uh, and he's been crucial to us. He's been a real... Um, a real bright spark throughout the season but then I guess that shows how bad we have been because whilst I do really like Paul he's not necessarily uh, top championship quality I would say but he has attributes that have meant that he's probably one of the better players in our team he's willing to take on his man he's quick uh, and he has a sort of like never say die attitude the real positive from the last couple of weeks is Sinclair Armstrong now I'm sure you're probably aware of Sinclair. He's a footballer with fantastic um, physical attributes. You look at how quick he is, how strong he is, and it's frightening that he is actually that young. And you think that he is definitely going to be a top player at some point. Um, But finishing has been a real problem for him and just sort of like getting onto the right balls and being aware in the box. But the last couple of weeks, he scored a fantastic goal against Premier League opposition in the Cup in Bournemouth. Uh, he absolutely cooked their defence, turned them and finished night neatly into the bottom corner. That was his first goal at home. And then he followed that up with a decent performance against Watford. Unfortunately, his touch let him down at the crucial moment. And that, you know, is still the story. He's very hit and miss. But then he scores at the weekend against Millwall. Close range finish where before he has been hesitant, he was determined and aware to the situation and got right through a couple of players to score the goal. Um, so... It's quite nice to be saying that he is in good form because we've certainly waited for it. Um, in terms of what's happening this season, if we stay up, that's a big success because we really shot ourselves in the foot uh, at the start of this season. Like I said, I do like Gareth as a player, as a guy, as a manager. He leaves a lot to be desired, unfortunately. And we we put ourselves in this position by signing him on last year for a multi-year deal. And that was, you know, resulted in probably one of the most predictable sackings in QPR history. A sacking that I think a lot of QPR fans would have preferred to have seen done at the start of the season. Um, and perhaps an appointment that they would have preferred to have not seen happen at all. So disappointing that that ended up in that way. With Marty, we've always got a chance, I think. But there's still errors there. Passing out from the back, it's so important that Steve Cook plays and Jake Clark Salter as well. If Jimmy Dunn plays, then I, you know, if you, your boys have done the homework, then they should be pressing us at all times, putting us under a bit of pressure. He certainly can't handle that at the moment. He's having a very shaky couple of games, but he didn't play at the weekend. Cook came in and was dominant against Millwall. Real perfect game for him, to be honest. Um, if we do stay up, then I see it happening by very you know the, the bare minimum we will just about do it it will go right down to the final weekend perhaps a bit like last year we would you know a couple of games before the end of the season we still hadn't secured our safety for this year but it's so important as you well know as a team in the relegation zone to stay up this year because of the money coming into the league from next year so uh i think everyone's nervous still but uh, you know Hopefully, at your expense, we can get back-to-back wins and winning against you would be 
huge for the season because we would actually be that little bit closer. Possibly, you know, we, I think we would actually be out of the bottom three. Um, in terms of what I think the score will be, we're not really high scoring, but we do ship a few goals, which is you know the story probably of every team down the bottom of the table. So, uh, you know, if both teams are going to go for it, then it could in theory, be relatively high-scoring affair with both teams being shaky. But then it could also be very cagey. I'm going to go with us winning again. I really hope so. That's me being ultra-positive because otherwise uh, there's not much point in going to these games. So I'm hoping for a 2-1. And I think it will be 2-1. So thanks a lot. Yeah. And there we go. Cheers, Alex. Thank you, as always. Absolutely, yeah. No, um, always good to have the insight, um, particularly when another team's not doing as well as Town. You know, more like that, please. Um, <laughs> I suppose let's let's get on to it, Tom, because we're kind of talking around it. Um, it's time for Kwame's question. A few things, things change, but also a lot of things are still the same. So, ahead of the preview show, uh, we asked you. What does Darren Moore need to do to convince town fans he's the right manager going forward? I've got to be honest, a lot of the responses were either resign or win game. Um, fairly straightforward, but I'll read some of the answers and then let's have a little chat back, Tom. Uh, so, HTFC Dukes, he says, stop shoehorning players into a formation that doesn't play to the strengths of the players we have available to us would be a good start. But after 22 games of not learning from it, I can't see him changing this now. Slawit Terrier says, start winning some games, preferably playing better quality football. If we were to go on a 10-game and beat and run, win a fair few of them, most fans would be happy. It's a big if, though. And Nagelball, he says, he's given us a three-point uh, plan here. So pick a setup that suits the players, change his own mindset, preferring not to lose rather than trying to win, learn how to change setup mid-game. Tom, what... It's an interesting one, and I think in the second half of this, we'll we'll talk about more and, and our thoughts on him. Um, but what does more need to do to convince you he's the right manager going forward? Mm, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, it's it's winning games for me. It's that simple. I know it's it's well, it's, well, it's not that simple to win a game, is it? These days in the championship, but um, at this stage in town's kind of new journey. Um, I think he just needs to. He just needs to keep us up. Um, I, I look. I'm not like die on this sword for Darren Moore kind of thing, but I think there is a manager in there that can be a successful championship manager. I think, in the terms of kind of age of a manager, he's still a kind of younger on the younger side of things. So there's there's still learning there to do, and I think. When you look at what Warnock did with his team last year, I, f- I find it very, it's very rare you get a manager who is quite adaptable in football anymore. They seem to have their formation and the way they play, and that's it. But it just, it would be nice to, like, how surprising would it be if we rock, rock, rocked up one Saturday and uh, he's playing 4 4 2 or something like that? And it, you just, it makes you think, well, he's, he's actually thought about the opposition that we're playing here rather than maybe concentrating on our game it's more the tactical side of things and thinking well they weren't if we can push more men in this blah 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 so i think a bit of that as well brady i think seeing some some tactical decisions on a, a before the game and during the game 
would um would kind of sway my pin my current opinion on him a bit more um but it's it's really difficult isn't it because uh, it's just because when we're not <laughs> we're not losing that many games but it's just so crazy our draws just have almost as bad as not winning like you're better off doing win win lose win loser win lose aren't you um but i do think these next two these next two games i mean i would be as brutal as saying it's got to be six points or he's i'd be making the change yeah i think that's where i'm at like you know obviously he needs to win these two um i think that's kind of the the minimum really and to be honest the the gauntlet's kind of been thrown down by by naval he has to win this one and i think elliot talked to you spot on about the draws there elliot jackson who we had on last uh for the last preview show he mentioned how and with the draws and how they just don't really build them in any momentum and that's what we're struggling with here like you say it's hard to get behind a team when I, there isn't a lot to go on so i think if he's going to convince town fans he's the right manager going forward, he needs to win the next two. But I'd also argue, and you kind of alluded to it there, need a performance in there. You know, I almost like, it's hard to see it coming, but you almost want like a 3-0 against one of them. You know, just an absolute, like, we've gone for it and we've won convincingly. And I just think the town fans need to have something to believe in. And I just don't think... We, funny enough, we, we we talked earlier in the show about that Blackburn uh, Boxing Day win three 0 They need they need one of them again. You know, I thought that might be the start. And you almost think it's a shame they lost to Middlesbrough because they'd, they'd had, you know, if they'd got a point out of that, a four yeah. points, maybe looks some, something different. We, win, we played we played all right against Middles as well. I think I think this is kind of hinders him as well a little bit. Is I don't. It can be boring at times, but. I mean, and this is another, the kind of the fine lines of football. I feel like I've said that loads today already, but it's like with Carlos, the football wasn't very good, but he won games, hmm. won games. And it's like if town, where uh, that performance again against Borough was something a little bit different. I feel like we went went for it a bit more and people came away saying, yeah, I like I like that. I enjoyed that game because town actually went for it. Hmm. Um. And yeah, it's just if he if he can uh, turn these more what you'd call them a bit boring performances into wins, then I don't think he'd have half the the stick he's getting. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree. I suppose it's just my concern is he's kind of a bit damned if he does, uh, you know, damned if he does, damned if he doesn't, because you know Nagel said this must is a must win game, so. I just feel like if he comes out and, and goes for it at QPR and let's say we win 2-1 and, you know, we, again, maybe a bit like the Blackburn game, we have quite a f- the best chances fall to us and we, we've looked and gone for it. I feel like people will just say, well, yeah, he's kind of playing because his job's on the line. Whereas, I don't know, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I just, it's really hard because I, I suppose maybe we should take a break and come back to it. But it, it would be interesting. I, I just don't I don't know if he can if he can turn it around with a lot of fan base. I think that's the problem. 
unless you like you say you win those next two, then you've got eight points in four games, and more importantly, you've really like killed the momentum for Wednesday and QPR. You know, yeah, losing yeah. to a team that they equally, you know, the QPR podcast will be talking about this, how this is a game they have to win, you know. So, yeah, maybe then it looks different because weirdly it's eight points out of four, but I suppose fans would still be like, well, maybe you'd argue we probably should have got <laughs> 10 points or, or even 12 points, really. So it's a tough one. I think I think let's, let's take a break now. Um, obviously, it's, you know, it's half-time in the pod. So a nice distraction would maybe be to head to magicrockbrewing.com and get 10% off any orders that you do online with our code AHTTC10. Um, don't forget, if you're doing dry gen, they have uh, alcohol-free options as well, so something for everyone. Let's take a little bit of a break, shall we, and let's come back and talk about Darren Moore and Huddersfield Town. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cozzy, what, what's your favorite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, Tom. Yeah, it's quite darn more heavy this, but I think it's because it is such a big, big game. And I'm going to highlight Lee Morris's tweet. Um, Lee Morris will love the shout out here, but I think it, it kind of caught my eye, really. And it's been a bit of a topic for discussion uh, amongst me, uh, pals, and our WhatsApp group. Uh, so Lee Morris's tweet is Darren Moore's six, a 13.64 win percentage as Huddersfield Town bosses edging ever closer to Danny Schofield's 11.11 win percentage in 2022. He's already lower than Malcolm McDonald, who had 16.22 win percentage, Mick Wadsworth, 23.26, Steve Smith, 23.68, and Mark Fotheringham, 23.81, and Chris Powell, who had 25%, uh, well, 26, basically. Mm. Do you think do you think time's up for him, Tom? I just I suppose that's the question because I, you know, I'm going to do a, a, a classic host here where I kind of give my opinion and delay you answering. But I just I I've not been a Darren Moore out, and I wouldn't say I've been pro Darren Moore, but whoever is town manager, I want them to do well, and I've kind of I'm, I'm with you. I see a manager in there, and I want it to go well, but. I, I just I'm struggling to think of reasons to, to back him. So I think do you do you think time's up for him, really? Um I think he I think he saves it if he wins these two games. I think uh, I, I think if we win these two games, we potentially go on a run. I think that gap you beat QPR, you beat Chef Wednesday, you 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 get a potential six point cushion between between QPR and a bit, a bit more between Wednesday, because I mean, you never know what they're doing their next couple of games. But 
I think it's so important, these two games. And if he can get six points, then I think he gets to the end of the season. Um, because I think I kind of think after these two games, it's like, if he's still here, then he, he stays. Because I, I, don't, I don't really see who comes in after these two games and maybe gets it gets us to stay up. Um I think that's a that's another thing as well that we kind of struggle with is like who who does come in and does any better with what we've got. But I mean it's still very early since we've brought in these people in January as well. I do think uh, I I I don't want to say I'd I think he deserves some time with him because he unfortunately I don't really think he has that but it's it's that might be a saving grace. I mean, they, they might, something might just click there. Um, but it's a terrible, it's a terrible stat. It's an absolutely terrible stat to have. Um, and the fact, I mean, I guess if he loses on, if we did lose on Saturday, would he drop down to that Danny Schofield um, bracket? And then, then you do, I mean, what, how many games was Schofield given? I feel like it was like, Five or six or something, yeah. yeah. It like it was not much at all, was it? So, um, yeah, it's really difficult to talk about Brady because, um, I'd, I, I'm on a bit of a, a knife edge of like, I just don't, I can't think of a name who you bring in apart from Neil Warnock or someone like that is who'd never come to town. That is gonna that is gonna change a the type of football that we're playing with the footballers that we've got, and b potentially get any better results out of it. Um, but I mean, and and I know what Leo say with me saying I think he deserves these two games, or it, it'll be down to these two games. I mean, Leo probably said, well, it's now you've got to get rid of him now. But I do think if he if he you give him QPR if he wins. And then I still think Wednesday's got to win that. I think it literally six points or or he has to go for the next two. Yeah, I I suppose the thing is, right, I, I completely agree with you. I think he has to win the next two. I'm not so confident he'll do that. Um, however, there's talk of changing the manager, but if you look at the, like, let's say, Based on Nagel's video, it was kind of hinted maybe if he doesn't win the QPR game, maybe that's time to get rid. Wednesday's a massive first game for whoever comes in. And then you look at the run after that. Southampton away, they're unbeaten in nearly 20 games, I think. Um, I think any, if I'm honest, I think if that's Darren Moore, if that's someone else in the dugout, you lose, we're going to lose that. And I'd argue we'd lose that 3-4-0 at least. And that's, there's no shame in that Wednesday did that. A lot of teams are going to lose to St Mary's. Sunderland at home, that's, what, three games away. They're in terrible form. But I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Mick Beale's sacked by then. If results continue. Hull at home, again, they're pushing for playoffs. But they've been struggling a bit. Watford away, yeah, maybe. Leeds at home. I just, any manager coming in now... I don't really see where they're going to get the momentum. Obviously, you've got that rather room a bit further down the line and, you know, things can change quite quickly in the Championship. We know that, but I'm not saying that should be a reason why Darren Moore stays, but I just don't, I don't, 
it's hard. I keep turning and throwing on this, like you. I mean, after the Blackburn game, I think it's fair to say, like I'd, I'd kind of, I'd lost a bit of patience with Darren Moore. I think I've not really gone more out. And I suppose looking at the Blackburn game, I was saying, I just wonder if there's a manager who does get something better out of this squad. But the more I think about it, it's not really a run to do there. And it just feels so much like last season. I think that's the depressing thing. You know, we've yeah. cast our minds back to this time last last year. We're talking about how Fotheringham needs to beat. Yeah. At Blackpool, and he didn't, he didn't. And it just felt familiar. It's like third manager in a season. Mate, it's mad. I mean, like, I can't... And amazingly, I'm, uh, I'm going to Amsterdam again around the same time to do... <laughs> the same job I did last year and maybe I'll bump into Joe again and we'll watch a town game on his phone in a pub in Amsterdam and then Darren Moore gets sacked the next day or something like that <laughs> like it's it's um it's just it's boring isn't it it's just rinse and repeat it seems at the moment um we've had that kind of one lucky not lucky it wasn't lucky but that one kind of out of the blue Carlos season and it is getting to the point where if we do sack more I I think you you kind of you you've gone about that run and stuff that come in. I I think you bring you bring someone in who you who you really know you're gonna make a project with and it's one of those breaks like if we go down, we go down, but then they they get to rebuild us in, in League One. Um I don't think you bring in someone who who is just who you who you think can keep us up. You bring in a project. Um, I mean, I've always liked that lad at Barrow, uh, Pete Wild. Mm. I think, I think, like what he did at, at Halifax, and then what he's doing at Barrow now, and his age as well, very young, um, a character. I mean, Cosy and Cosy mentions it a lot on the main pod. Like, town fans are very character driven. Um, I think I think maybe then if if there is another appointment um, soon, I think you really do take into account the the character side of things. Um, it's it's just yeah, it's, it's um it is getting it's just getting boring, Brady. That's the main that's the main thing. Like this, every season, it's like get off to a terrible start. Oh, I just not. It just doesn't seem prepared. And then, we're, like you said, we're in the same. We're exactly the same position as last year, which is wild. Mm. And you don't have the war not get out of jail card this year. No, I mean, I don't. I not that we should really talk about speculation. Well, I don't know. It's not. It's not like we're a, <laughs> a professional setup. But I suppose Paul Paul Hackingbottom's the kind of name that's rumored. Um, you know, you see it on Twitter, but I've got to be honest, Tom. I d- I'm not. <laughs> Clip this up if he does come in, but I'm not. I'm not really convinced that's loads better, really. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you there, Brady, hundred percent. I look at kind of Paul Heckingbottom's. I mean, he, look, he did amazing at Sheffield United last season, but Jesus, I'm. They were very. That was a very good team. Very good players in that team. Um, and then I look at what Darren Morris had, um, and like when he was at West Brom, he had mm. a reasonably good team. Gone. Uh, did they lose in the playoffs? 
um, or got them in and around the playoffs, that kind of thing. And then obviously Wednesday, relegated with them, but then pretty much should have absolutely romped League League One, ended up going into playoffs and winning it as well. Doncaster for the level, I'd, I think I think that was a bit more of a, a challenge and he did really well there as well. So it's just I don't I I don't see too many differences with those two. Um and it's like it's one of those if you if you're if you want to make a kind of if you're going if you're going with a manager like that, then you might as well stick with Darren Moore and give him <laughs> give him time and, and hope it it changes rather than bringing in for me someone who would probably not do much better um and then we'll still get relegated i mean that's, this is all ifs buts and maybes isn't it but um yeah when i did see that the other day i was a bit like eh, yeah yeah maybe we're being harsh but i just you know sheffield united he did well to get them promoted obviously he had a good time at barnsley but with Sheffield, you know, I suppose it, it depends really. I'm surprised they'd be interested in the job, is, is the one thing, if there is any truth to that. And two, I just it's kind of thing when Sheffield United, like, they, they're kind of expected to get promoted, really. I think they have, you know, still have the parachute payments. Like, I don't think it was, Burnley were obviously, you know, the team absolutely fine last season, but I don't think there was really much else, you know, up, up there. And that's no disrespect, but like, I think Luton, Coventry, they're very, they were very good sides, but like that as a playoff final, I just kind of think highlights that 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 I might get a lot of flack for that, but I think they're good teams and solid teams, but you know it's not like you look at the the playoff race now. Yeah, like, I think that's a bit of a stronger. You would argue on paper. I think yeah. your team, your teams that came down this year, are just is so much better than the season before. Like, yeah. Um, it, it has been this year. There's there's a massive gulf in class between almost the you kind of top six, seven, and the rest of the championship. I think it's pretty even the rest of the championship. I mean, I mean that's maybe that's another thing. Kind of giving him a bit more time is if Town did somehow go on a bit of a, a three or four game winning run, you jump you jump right up that league. I think you'd end up jumping up to like 14th, 13th potentially, um, depending on how other results went. I mean, because it, it's just there's, there's a lot of teams beating each other at the moment. Um, so it's, there's not really that much of a that much of a gap in quality for me from kind of eighth down. Mm. Um, and I, and that that is also another frustrating thing though on my list of this season um i mean you'd argue yeah maybe our squad hasn't been as good and we've had a lot of injuries but uh, there's been so many times this year where we've watched teams and come away and just been like mm, don't think they were that good i don't think they were that good but then they've they beat us too comfortably 2-0 whatever 2-1 two, 2-0 two, but it's like putting up a fight for it as well so yeah, yeah. it's hard i mean you talked about projects like I suppose we can have the conversation, maybe if, if <laughs> well, we will, if, if Darren Moore was to leave. But, I mean, you look at the teams around us who had a boost. I, I think maybe even if he did, you know, I think Town needs to stand in division, obviously. I know we're talking about a rebuild, but 
you look at the teams that have momentum, you know, Chef Wednesday, Danny Roll, he's a bit of a project manager, isn't he? QPR's Fuentes, again, like project, but they've got a boost to it. Stoke, they've got Steven Schumacher, you know, like from, from Plymouth. Um, Plymouth themselves got, you know, an exciting young English coach. Yeah. Millwall are down yeah, there. Yeah. Got someone. Uh, Stoke, yeah, we talked about. Blackburn again, like John Dal Thomas, and he was a bit of an exciting Swansea manager. just got uh, Notts County's blurking, aren't they? Um, yeah. And that's kind of what I mean with like like Pete Wilders, but it's like look, I think Darren Moore is a is a project manager as well. Um, oh, it's just I I mean you clip this out, I'll get pelters for it, but I mean he's had he has had time, and it what is it twenty games now? That's that's a pretty that's quite a good chunk of time. Um, but it's it's twenty games with a lot of injuries in there. I think when he. Uh, it would be interesting yeah, for that percentage of twenty games. Like maybe I'll I'll do that stat for uh, the next pod, Brady, mm. if he, if he's still here and we win. And um, but I wonder out of how many games you would say kind of what percentage of the squad is a kind of your first team squad um, has been available to him because that that has definitely made an impact, hundred percent. I think it's we've had that question about uh, I'd like to see him playing players in position, etc. But sometimes some of the games he literally hasn't been able to do that because there's not been a, a formation that you could potentially use that that allows it because you've got so many players out in one position. It's like when you have to shoehorn like Sauber up front and stuff like that because Sauber's not attached a striker, is he? But you kind of had to do that at points this year because we've just not had those options in there. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. I think it's just, you know, to play devil's advocate, but most teams have injuries, you know, like, and most, you know, you have to kind of make do. And I think one of the criticisms I have seen of Darren Moore, which is it's hard to argue, is like, you know, the players to play 3-5-2 properly and don't play 3-5-2, you know, like yeah. you have to have to adapt and, it's hard because I think the other frustrating thing really is you look at, you know, you look at Town's games and I actually think it's them draws, isn't it? Like we keep talking about the draws, but they're competitive. They are competitive. Like I think since those, you know, I was speaking about this with my friends at the weekend, like it's that cube, that Cardiff game where we lost 4-0, that was a bit yeah. of a well, I was Could just going to say, when was the last time we got battered? Yeah, right. So Leicester. But Leicester are just Leicester are a Premier League team in the league, aren't they? In this league. So you're going back to Leeds, I think, Brady. Oh, Preston at home wasn't very good, was it? Um, no. But I wouldn't say we got battered that day. I think they, that was like the Cardiff one where they took their chances at the right time. So I, we have, I think we are competing in games and that's the kind of that little thread that is still dangling on for me is that because we're in, we're in games, it's like this, you're so close to turning these draws into wins, but it's 20 games in now. And that thread is getting very, 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 very thin. And that is why these next two games are so important. Yeah, 
I think even if you change the manager, again, I'm not, I'm not saying that Tam shouldn't, but again, history repeating itself here. Every time we get a manager that comes in, and I understand, like you can't say, they always say let's play exciting attacking football, and I appreciate they're not going to be like, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be. I'm going to defend for our lives for 89 minutes and then try and nick a counter. So I, I do yeah. get that. Let's talk. But every manager tries it and then realises that we don't have the squad to do that. So you just mm. see history repeating itself. It's similar yeah. more. Like, you could argue more didn't have a pre-season. It's just kind of had to muddle through. But then, yeah, they all try and be open and expansive and we've not got the squad to do it. And mm. the one thing I would say is, you know, we've highlighted how, yes, there are teams who... Who have who have battered us, but I think defensively we do look okay. It's just it's that risk, isn't it? It's just I don't think he's a manager to take risk, and yeah. in a, a lot of ways, that's a lot to. That's kind of what you want in a relegation team, you know, just to not lose games. But it's just hard, to, you know. I know Kevin Nagel's comments don't help, but he has backed the manager, and I suppose this is what makes me feel. It seems a bit strange to get rid of him, you know, because you've, you've, you know, we've all, we've said on this podcast, Stephen Chicken and David Hartrick have said on theirs, the club have kind of said, let's get till January. Seems a bit silly to me to mm. expect, you know, again, it's the, it's the player recruitment, the players we signed off fit, yeah. <laughs> you know, or they have an illness or like it can't be helped, but it does seem, a, it seems a bit silly to me to sack him now. Like, and I know that's not what town fans want to hear, but it's kind of like, if you sack him, if you're like, we'll give him to January to the players, he's only just got his fourth signing in. And like, what are you going to sack him on the 28th? Like, yeah. when he's, what, like, that Plymouth game, he couldn't play any strikers because your top striker's injured. He's brought, you know, I just, it's hard. Like, I, I just, bleh. That's, that's how I'd sum up this podcast. <laughs> like, yeah. my thoughts are, yeah. 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 I'm 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 with you. I'm with you there, Brady. Um, but I, I uh, I'll find one last say on this kind of matter. I don't even remember what the question was. Now we've been going on that long. I think so. But it's like I think I think it is. It's going to get to a point where um, the fans. You've got to start listening to the fans' kind of atmosphere around the situation because. Um, I know people can be loud on social media, but I think it's starting to spread further than that and kind of what you're hearing um, on match day and just people who maybe you thought were a bit more reserved about things kind of saying, yeah, can't be can't be much longer really if it keeps going on like this. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've talked about signings, but let's come on to this then with this one. Um, the new lad, Redina Bolker, go listen to our signed and sealed uh, he could play a part in this game. Uh, Radlovic came on, you know, in, in the Blackburn game. Healy played 90 minutes. This is a must-win game then, Tom. What, what would you do? I know we, we used to do the lineups back in the day, but I'm just curious to see how you'd approach this if you were in the dugout. Well, I mean, I'd definitely be playing two up top, as I've, as I've mentioned. I mean, I, looking at kind of how they like to play, they, they do look like they're a bit more of a, a passy side. So it's very rare that they um, play the long ball, I think. Um mm. can't remember what I saw. Something like 15% of their 
their overall passes this season are kind of direct and long. So it's one of those, isn't it? If you kind of break it up a lot and if if you keep that that back line really solid and frustrate them and can't let them get through, you let them have the ball, whatever. But then if you can get them on that kind of counter, it's one of those, maybe you play the complete opposite to how they're playing and um, get to up front, be very direct, very, very aggressive up top. Um, I think they obviously their front kind of free are in a bit of form. That there's that young lad Sinclair Armstrong who's kind of who's kind of getting very good words said about him. I've, um, I was listening to a bit of um, Five Live after after Saturday, and there was a lot of talk. I think he's only twenty, and um, some very uh, kind of interesting references given to him. I think he's he is Irish. A bit of kind of. That kind of Shane Long striker coming over and um, being very good, bit of a, a poacher, goal scorer, quite quite uh, aggressive as well. So, um, it's, I, but I, I like our defence and I think we can handle. I think we can handle almost any front line in this league. And um, yeah, if we're, I think this is what we what let us down against Blackburn was conceding very early on. And I know we got back into the game, but we cannot concede first in this game for me because, um, I mean, I, I don't, oh, I hate Loftus Road. I'm sorry, I think it's, but when, when, because they've, when it's reasonably full in there and the fans can get right on top of you, um, it can be quite a difficult place for a away team. So as long as town just don't concede first, um, I think, I think we can, we should be able to do all right against this team, but yeah, two up top. I mean, I'd, I'd probably be playing what we what we had in that second half, maybe Brady against Blackburn, because mm. um, I, I like I really did like the look of Healy and Radders up together, um, uh, and I don't, I don't know if I I some big kind of um, I don't think I drop Hog for that mistake, but I think there's a lot still being asked of Jonathan Hog. In this team, and what is Hoggy now? Thirty? Is he thirty-three, thirty-four? It's like it's a, it's a lot to ask for someone who has played so many minutes of football in his career. And I don't want to like be like he's he's not. But you're giving him ninety minutes, ninety minutes there, ninety minutes here. It's like why not? Well, could you not put Kasumu in that position and then have um, either Matos, Matos or Wiles up? Up a bit further up the pitch, or Matos in that position. I think Matos does a hog job as well, kind of thing. And I just think um, a bit of that, a bit of giving someone that bit of belief. Because I, I think Kasumu, I, I don't know, I don't think Kasumu gets it as much, really. I, I think um, I thought we brought him in as that kind of CDM. Uh, almost replacement for Hog, and I don't think any manager has really kind of embraced what uh, kind of player he was at MK Dons for me. Mm. So it would be it'd be nice to maybe see a bit of that, but yeah. There's yeah. there's my short long answer. What what are you thinking for Sunday? I, I think you just got to play an attacking team, really. You know, I just. I think if you, the worst thing that could have happened in that Blackburn game was that mistake. Because I, I just think if we had scored first, 
I think you've got a good chance of winning that game because so I, I completely agree with you. Town have to go for it, and I maybe would drop Hog if I'm being honest. I I almost like you know I know it's game the football games are you know it's not like this, but I'd start I'd start Hilly and Radders together. Um, and it, it depends how long Radders can play, but if it's 60 minutes like um, Matos, you know, probably unlikely, but I, I just do it. And I think I get it because I suppose my argument is there's not a lot of people to play, change on the bench. Whereas if maybe you drop Hog, you know, I'd bring in Wiles for Hog, maybe, and just make that more attacking. Matos, yeah, Redoni, yeah. and um, Wiles, because Wiles will cover. He does cover a lot of ground. Redoni can be defensive and obviously Matos is, is getting stuck in it. I think you just take the game to QPR. I think it's a bit harsh because Karam's been playing all right, but I'd maybe leave Karam on the bench and, and start Radders and then then at least you've got options and then if you want to like wind the game down, which I think this is the thing I would say that's probably good about Moore, is I think if we were winning the game 2-0 away from home, I think I'd be quite confident we could see it out because yeah. you know he's that type of manager. So I just think Town need to go for this. Um, and yeah, I'd, I'd be tempted to either drop Hoggle or maybe Matos and get Wells in there and, and just just kind of go for it. And you know, if if Town if Town score early, the heads of this is the thing. I, I what I'd love to see is we just go for it, we score, and then we press again and go for two 0 And you'll just see we, how many times have we as Town fans seen a team stamp their authority on the game, and then mm-hmm. just your confidence drops if. I think if we if, if we go to nil up at QPR, like I think I think we win. Like I know yeah. that's not the thing to say, but like I just don't see them winning that game if we if we go two up. And I just think that's what we have to do. Just just go try and win it in the first half. Then that's what we really need to see. Really. <sighs> yeah. With that in mind, then Tom, what are you going to go for score predictions? Um, I, I I've. Don't want to see it, but I think it's going to be another draw. I actually think it's going to be. I think it'd be one all. I think they they score and we score, but I, I, and I think that's kind of been the 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 downfall of kind of this this more non-winning all these terrible win percentages. Just not maybe not created enough chances to get those goals. Or but uh, but then I'm sorry I'm coming back to Blackburn again. But there was chances in that game that we should have taken. Um, and it's maybe people falling to the right people or just coming off here for once. But I just, at the way things are going and the kind of just doesn't seem to be falling for us, one all. But maybe this will be one of those games where those four chances, those four big chances we have in a game, they all get put away and we, we win this 4 1. Do you know what I mean? You never know, do you? I think there'll be chances again, but I just, it just doesn't seem to be going in for us. So. I think one all, and then um, I think then after that, uh, Kevin Nagel has his first massive decision to make um, as new chairman. I I completely agree. <laughs> I just said this is another draw. Um, I just don't think we. I think they that's it, Brady. I think they're. I, I don't. I think they're good, but I don't think they're um, kind of good enough to be scoring two or three past us 
And like you said, they they do tend to con they like these last few games as well. They've conceded like one or two, haven't they? So I I can still see us getting a goal, and that's why I just see it as maybe a draw. Um, and then then it is like it's it's not good enough, is it? It's not good enough no. if it's a draw, which no. is it, it. It's very weird to say that because. They won't have kind of caught up with us or anything, but it's like it's more everything before it, isn't it? The whole like the whole squad has put this the squad and the management and everything, they've put this pressure really on themselves in the, the sense that it's come down to these two games, really. Because if if a couple of those those games before that were draws were wins, we wouldn't we wouldn't be having this conversation. At all, you'd be like, yeah, well, he could win a couple more, but look, we're we're six points, six or seven or eight points above QPR, so it's not that bad. Like he yeah. could even if you could have even afforded to lose this one tomorrow, and they'd still, do you know what I mean? If you'd have lost it and they were still maybe five points, five or four points behind you, you'd still be a bit like, yeah, that's not a good result, but I, from what we've done in the past, I think we can, yeah, we'll be all right. Whereas it's just like everyone is saying, we're not going to win enough games. We're not going to win enough games to stay up. Yeah, well, I think let's end it there because we're very interesting. <laughs> this is the most depressing podcast I think we've ever done. Do you think? Yeah, I feel like I don't. I don't remember sounding this bad with Fotheringham because I think at least with Fotheringham there was a bit. There was a bit more jerky about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I think let's end Tom. Otherwise, we'll kind of be like, meh, meh, meh. But yeah, thanks to everyone who listened to this. We will be back to preview uh, the next game, which is Sheffield Wednesday. Another huge match. Question is, will Darren Moore? I suppose let's find out. Um, thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Magic Rock for sponsoring us. Thanks to Tom for joining me and also being as incredibly indecisive as I have been this podcast. Yeah. Uh, to tar for now and up the town. So town play up we'll bring the car back to Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery delivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. <laughs>